Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Brad and Ray are here. Ray, for the second week in a row, our guest is canceled. So it's just me and you, which is, I don't know, it's kind of nice. I mean, it is, it is nice. Um, I'll say that it's, uh, it's unfortunate because we always want to focus on the, the other Kaniacs that, that are out there. And uh, just, you know, life happens, right? There's so many things that keep us on the go and, and how you juggle and stuff like that. Can't always make a, a trip first. into the storm cellar. Yeah, 100%. Always family first. Uh, that's how you and I roll. So it's easy to understand. And uh, But we, we've got lots to talk about. And we'll be keeping everyone uh, entertained, we hope. There's lots to talk about over the, you know, last, you know, few days and what's coming ahead. And and you've been crunching some serious numbers and and you are the numbers guy uh here in the storm cellar and you reinforced a parallel that i had wrote about so it's very interesting uh and we should probably get into it shouldn't we yeah let, let's so let's start by let's acknowledge some good stuff here right because we're yeah. going to talk about it's not bad it's just honest um, yeah five years in a row making the playoffs nice yeah potentially what a third straight division title mm -hmm. you know the the team the fan base is on the upswing i mean yes. I, I know some of the season ticket holders weren't happy with the way they're redoing season ticket allotments for people who don't have full you know 40 what is it 44 game plans because they include preseason and stuff in there oh wow and I feel bad for those folks, but it's a good problem to have, especially after a nine-year drought. So, in general, things have gotten a lot better. In you know, it, you can call it the 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 Tom you know Dundon era, you can call it the Rod Brindamore era, whatever you want to call it. It's things are on the upswing. The team is in good shape. We're in good shape for a minimum of another year. Yeah. Then you start worrying about contracts and extensions. But Don Waddell seems to find the right guys. And that's a big part of this, right? Keeping this window open as long as you can. Because you don't know about things, right? Sveshnikov gets hurt. Yeah. No. And I, I got to tell you, I'm already gnashing teeth just at the thought of the contract situation that we're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll, uh, yeah, I want to keep that be ugly. Uh, focus, focus on the immediate so I don't have to think about that because, man, oh, man, there's, it all it's going to depend on the cap going up and i was happy to be wrong in that the nhl's tv deal is less important than gate revenue right so if bally sports i mean they're you know i mean that's a bankruptcy issue warner brothers you know bankruptcy issue or rather just get out of sports yeah that shouldn't impact the league as much as it would other sports but it is going to impact the league, which means it's going to impact revenue, which means it's going to impact the salary cap. Maybe not right. as bad as I thought, which is good. But this team, to to put a, a spin on it for, for folks who are a little newer, you know, Ray and I talk a lot about 2000, you know, the early 2000s, 2002, 2006, you know, 97 mm -hmm. even, and the parallels and the things that we remember because it was just such a fun, fun time. It was. And this season parallels 
that season in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the biggest difference might be this year with Svech getting hurt after the trade deadline, you didn't have a chance to go out and pick up that guy. To do anything, yeah. Yeah, but but for those who were around in 2006, the end of our season was terrible. I mean, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to look it up here in a minute, but it was not pretty. As, as I recall, we beat some teams that it should have been close, and I think we lost to some teams that we should have beat. Yeah. I, I feel like it was a game of pinball, you know, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss. And that's just did, how the end of the season rolled, right? Yeah, there was no and and I I looked it up when I wrote the little post that I did there. Um, which if you want to take a look, you can. The it it there was no streak at all really going in you want everyone like every team desires to have uh the be firing on all cylinders you know every cliche that you can think of right going in on a streak because it generates excitement and confidence and all of the things that you need in the for the playoffs and they just could they couldn't get anything going there was really no streak at all win loss win loss win loss and the and you hit the nail on the head games that should be won lost and that was where the frustrating part came from right you were like man why can't we win that game then they go out and play a tight game against a really good team and win the game and you go okay well that restores confidence a little bit right like we were still all right <laughs> so it just keep kept going back and forth and it's all and it's from one end of the spectrum to the other you know what i mean when you lose games that you know you should win <clears throat> detroit um it drives you nuts it drives you nuts uh but then when you go out and beat the team that you're you know in tough with you all of a sudden get that confidence back so i it, it i'm holding on to the the that parallel in that mm-hmm. sense as far as the way the team went into the playoffs um i still have lots of concerns i have concerns about you know who we're going to end up playing i have concerns about there's there's a lot of concerns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and I looked this. it up. So, starting with I I just randomly picked March 16th. Sure. As, you know, middle of March. Win, loss, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, draw, or actually OT loss, uh, win. Yeah. I mean, does, there does it that is. sound familiar? It sounds it sounds ridiculously familiar, and therefore, uh, no one really needs to push the panic button. You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be okay. This team, it's funny. We're talking about getting ready for the playoffs. I would suggest to you that the style of play that this team has is playoff style right from the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. They just play a different game. They play they play uh, that hard forechecking uh, on top of people pressure. This is the type of hockey that you see in the play in the playoffs. 
And they've been doing it for a long time, a long time. And and just to to keep throwing out the parallels, you know, Peter Laviolette, coach in 2006, played an up-tempo, in-your-face type of hockey. Yep. Totally different than what the Canes had played previous to that under Coach Paul Maurice. And so, I wonder if, to, to continue that parallel, Laviolette didn't last in Carolina very long. And part of that's because he demands a lot of his players. Mm-hmm. It's an up-tempo, hard style, right? There's a lot of work involved. Yep. And if, it's, if you're not winning, players are going to tune you out quickly. Rod plays a very similar style. We know about not playing zone on defense. We know about the four checking. You know, it's not the old style dump and chase. It is dumping and chase with a purpose. And if you watch, they win most of those battles in the corner. And that's work. Mm-hmm. The difference is Rod's winning. But is that why we see some of this? I don't, it's almost like lethargy, right? We get to the end of the season. And I looked up the numbers in, let's go back here. In 2023, overall for the season, a 701 percentage. 2002 was better, 707. And 2001 was, or 21, it was even better, 714. Yep. But starting in March of those seasons, it drops to 558, 588. Now, yeah. 2021 was still pretty good, right? They went 11, 3, and 2 to end the season in 2021. Which yep. was not so different than 10, 6, and 2 in 2006. Yeah. But there's there's clearly a pattern here that when they get to March, something changes. They're not winning at the same clip. Is that because of how difficult it is to play Rod-style hockey? And if that is, is that in some way impacting our performance in the playoffs? We've seen the, the scoring drought at least the last three years. And it's it's concerning because... If it is, in fact, Rod's style of play, then I don't think Rod's going to make any serious changes to the way that he wants the team to play, which means does this continue? Or the question becomes, how do you get around that, right? If, if you know, the legs feed the wolf, right? If yeah. the guys are starting to slow down in March and April, what can you do as, you know, what can Rod do to combat that? He, he's, you know, we, we mentioned the, you know, the Rod Blendemore episode last week. He's known for switching up lines and trying to shake things loose. And it works more often probably than it should. But does that, is that going to catch up to you? Because now we're talking, you know, two more, two and a half more weeks and we're into the playoffs. So mm. they're just looking at the numbers. There's something about the way Rod has them playing that it feels like they just start to run out of gas. And if you look at them, a lot of the comments I saw on social media the other night, especially at the Detroit game, were, you know, they just can't finish. Like they're, you know, the, the effort is there, but. And then if you look back a couple of games before that, it was more of the lethargic. Like they look disinterested. They're not playing hard. It's A, it's hard to do that for 82 games in a row. Yeah. In an 82 game season. But is some of that the physical toll that Rod Style puts on the team? Because, you know, is it possible to to let up some and you know early in the season and then step on the gas later on and save that energy but by the same token i remember the years when like the last day of the season is when we're like you know hey winning in or you know yeah win and hope somebody loses it's nice to be in the middle of march going 
we're making the playoffs. You know, it's, yeah, it's not a it's not a sure thing, but it's a ninety nine point nine 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 percent thing. Yeah, you know, which is nice. And and he could rest up, but then you can't really rest because you don't want to play the Rangers in the first round over the Islanders. Right. I don't. No. So I don't know what the solution is. It's it's a it's kind of another one of those good problems to have. And it, I don't know. You're right. You're right. It is a good problem to have. Uh, I, I would say that uh, the are the we're not uh, as fans. We are not as con- you know focused on how we're going to end up the season in the regular season. We're now more focused on our success in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Instead of just getting in. Now we're looking and expecting more. You know what I mean? So that's a good situation for fans. We know we have the talent. We know there's going to be playoff hockey, which is always exciting, and a chance to and a, and a chance to get our foot in the door to to lift Lord Stanley. So that's that is a good thing. I you know, Brad, I I, I haven't seen it specifically, but I wonder if it's there, and I just not noticing it. If there is purposeful easing off in the game and, and for the very reason that you gave, which is, it is a, I, I cannot imagine the exhaustion it would put on the body, on the mind playing that full throttle, relentless for checking man to man, everything all the whole season and then be able to turn it up a notch even further which you have to do in the playoffs like have do you think that they have eased they ease off in march because they know they're gonna have to turn the volume up to 11 uh you know when the playoff starts I don't, it doesn't feel like it. Like if you, if you look at Rod and see how intense Rod did, like Rod was furious the other day. Yeah. You know, about the ref, you know, the, the referee situation and all. So oh, I don't, I don't feel like that's a Rod Brindamore thing to do, but you know, he also, but he's a pretty even killed guy too, right? He doesn't get too, you know, upset about losses. He doesn't get too overly excited about wins. So for me, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to kind of say it's, you know, how much rest can you really give these guys this time of year? You know what I mean? Like you, 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 yeah. can, you can not play hard, but in some ways that's even worse. Cause if you're out there given 75%, let's say, mm-hmm. and you're going to play a Montreal who doesn't like you Detroit, who is a, been a Canes killer for the last several years. Isn't that the truth? If they're giving you a hundred percent in my mind, you're just setting yourself up, you know, for being more injury prone for, you know, bad things to happen. Because you're kind yeah. of going through the motions and they're playing, that's a great way to get hurt, in my yeah. Opinion. So, hmm. you know, I I just try I'm trying to trying to figure it out. It it just does not make sense. The 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 month of March, right? The what is that? Is that a thing? The the Ides of March. What is that again? Yeah, the Ides of March. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about it other than, you know. Uh, games like last night against the team that shall not be named. It was 
refreshing to see the completeness of the victory. Now it wasn't, they didn't like, uh, it wasn't a, it was a different type of domination. They didn't run up the score. It was only a three, nothing win, but there was in no point in the game ever where the hurricanes weren't dominating the play. There were jokes Mm -hmm. made during the game that the Zamboni was able to save time and energy by only cleaning the one side of the ice. (laughs) And that was the side of the ice, uh, uh, you know, Carolina's offensive zone. They just completely dominated everything. 50 shots to 14. I mean, that's just, and every, you could see the jump in the skating. The puck goes into the corner. The race was on. And and the guys were after it. They were bought it wholeheartedly. They just drove that team into the eye. I mean, it was just a complete domination. And that's the kind of play that is going to have to succeed when you go into the playoffs. And there's some big games coming up positionally as well. Mm-hmm. We need to hold on to that top spot. I I'm there is that and and therein lies the real concern yeah we've made it into the playoffs so there's nothing to worry about and we're going to be facing whoever you got to you know win 16 games and all all those other uh you know all those mm-hmm. all those other sayings and stuff but they're really <laughs> i don't even it's got it's like, me confounded. It's sure. got me confounded. And, and, and you know, there are easier and tougher ways to get to the, those 16 wins. Yeah. T- tonight, knock on wood, should be a preview of round one for us, Kane's Isles. Yes. You know, rather than Kane's Rangers, which we don't want. And the Islanders are playing. They, the Islanders are playing well. They, and they're uh, getting great goal, great goaltending. They've really kind of solidified their spot as far as I just uh, the wild card race is pretty crazy right now. Uh, there's still lots of team, you know, they're flipping back and forth. I think the Penguins are out as of right now. Uh, they are. I think, I, think I think they're wild card too. Are they no, still I'm, wild I'm, card? I lied. I lied. Florida overtook them last night. Yeah, like because of last night, and the I mean the Penguins. Uh, they got the, they got blown out, didn't they? I was trying to see. No, 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 no. They lost. A, they lost to Boston four, four, four three. three. Yeah. yeah, Pasternak with that goal with like three minutes left, uh, not three seconds. But Pittsburgh has the game in hand, right? <laughs> They're a point behind the game in hand. But Pittsburgh, Florida, and the Islanders are three points apart. So I mean, that could still go anyway. I think Buffalo is. Is just not quite going to make it. No. Nope. So I, th- I think it's a three-way race. Uh, we do know that Tampa Bay is playing Toronto, right? Yeah. Uh, that's been guaranteed now. That's for um, since, I don't know, October 1st. And to step back half a step to something you just said, is it about confidence in some ways? Because Ronta's played exceptional his last 10 games. I don't think he has mm-hmm. a loss in his last 10. 
Now, if you look at the opponents, it's Montreal like three times. It's Arizona. It's Detroit. I think they're, they're you know he, he's not getting you wins against the Rangers and you know the Bruins and stuff lately because he hasn't played them. Right. But the team, the last few times he's been out there and and he's been injured, so he's been out a little bit. But it feels like that's the guy they have the most. The team has the most confidence in, and they seem to play that way in front of him right now. So it is unique to see how different the style of play is or not the style of play style of play is the same, but the, yeah, it, there's, there's an air about it, uh, an aura that the guys feel good knowing that father Finn is back there. You know, it's weird mm-hmm. to, to put you on the spot. If tonight is game one versus the Islanders game one, of the playoffs, Ignore having played last night. Who's your starter? Uh, I think it has to be. I think it has to be Ranta. I, I do too. And and doesn't it? I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised with, particularly thinking through last year, the, like the entire season and how. I mean, they were a good pair, but oh my gosh, yeah. Anderson was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's the injuries. I don't know if it's age. You know, his knock in Toronto was that he couldn't get it done in the playoffs, which. That's a Toronto thing. That's not an Anderson thing, regardless of yeah. how bad Leafs want to blame somebody. But I I think Ronta's earned. I think Ronta's your top dog right now. The the only thing that I hope for is if Rod, if Rod kind of puts it out there that Ronta maybe is the guy, is does that push Anderson in a good way to get to, to play better? Because Henderson is is an enigma right now. He's making 10 bell saves. Yeah. And then the easy ones are just like coasting through the five hole or coasting. Beside. I mean, just like I, short I don't side goals. Yeah, yeah. The soft ones, like the easy ones you're letting through. And then, and then you're coming up and getting these very crazy rebound deflections and all, and you're, you're stopping those. And I don't, I don't understand, man. Yeah. He's got no business making some of those saves like none guaranteed goals that he is stopping magically right. somehow. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a guy skates up on the left wing and just fires one on net because, you know, take our chances. And it's in the net. Two seconds to go. And, and you know what the difference there is? You know what really made me mad? And, and I'm, I'm, I, you can probably tell I'm irritated by yeah. <laughs> how excited I get. There was, there was less than 10 seconds left. The Canes make a change for whatever ridiculous reason they came up with. I, I don't know why you change. Yeah. The the Canes, in my opinion, by taking that change said, oh, we're playing, we're going to overtime. Yeah. And the Wings said, there's 10 seconds left to play in this game. Mm-hmm. And you lost because the, the, the Wings played to win. Yeah. And that's one of the issues that the Hurricanes have sometimes is it's not even when we say finishing, it's not even just about scoring goals, right? It's not, I mean, goodness gracious, uh, uh, Yesse Puyarvi and, and, and his line are just dominant. The, the, the CF percent for them is just, oh, my gosh, it's in the 90s. Like, like, how are they not scoring goals constantly? And they're just not. So that's yeah. one type of finish. But when the Detroit Red Wings are playing to end the game with 10 seconds to go, why aren't you? On what planet do you not try and win that game? Well, I, I do not understand why you would why you would make that change. And somebody pointed out, and at first I disagreed. And then when I rewatched, I said, yep, 
Detroit had too many men on the ice. Somebody jumped on early. He's the guy who got down, got to the puck, got it across the ice for the goal. But number one, if you don't change, that doesn't happen, for one. Yeah. And number two, I'm one of those folks who I'm like, why Why was that even an option for them? It's Detroit. Like, they should have been up by two or three goals. Yeah. You know, I'm... That's a game that hur- should have been in hand. The Hurricanes are... If I'm a backup goaltender, I'm a third goaltender. I am a starter, but maybe I'm not a, a high end starter. I'm I'm on a lower team, and I'm I'm good, but I'm not great. I want to play the Hurricanes as much as possible in my contract year, because <laughs> there's I wonder how many millions of dollars guys have gotten added to their contracts because they just shut us down, and and, and I don't get it. You know, it's a good it's, point. Uh, we've had it. We've I mean, had a way of making nice. the uh, we've had a way of making the backups look amazing. Look, <laughs> you know, like Vesna trophy candidates. It's been it's been crazy. Um, yeah. You know what? This this whole the whole thing about with the changes, the uh, finessing of the lineup. We talked about it last weekend where Rod is trying to find the lines that have a little of everything on each line. They have where they have scoring potential, but they also have grinders because they're playing the same style throughout and it's uh you know it was interesting uh, last night's contest uh you know seeing Jarvis on the fourth line seeing Jarvis on the fourth line was strange I would say effective but it was effective 100 he had he had a number of opportunities and he's still he he is snake bit right now he I don't know if he's gripping the stick too tight or just what uh you know the opportunity he's had some glorious opportunities that have just for whatever reason insane save or whatever he just hasn't been able to hasn't been able to finish in fact the only person that really has amongst the forward is is fishy himself aho is the guy that is scoring if we're scoring i love the contest that the i love the contest that the hurricanes have going on twitter uh before every game game day they'll throw out that little picture and say uh who you got scoring the first goal and uh, you get a chance to win something uh if you select correctly right why anyone of the caniacs and jerks out there would select anyone other than one of the defensemen is beyond me. I mean, the odds are much greater. You're it's one in six. You got a one in six chance of getting it right rather than the one in 20, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to see oh, who's going to score because there was a, there it was again, everything is coming from the defense and yes, it's great, but it's also quite alarming that we just cannot get our forwards going and and scoring um but on the flip side of that just to play devil's advocate because you know we're trying to look for the bright spots yeah if the forwards get going in the playoffs 
you become wicked dangerous. Like now you're a cup contender again. You know what I mean? Yep. Because the like you said, the defense is having a record year. I think they're one or two goals away now from having you know the most goals by defensive corps in team history. It's. Well, I think they've already succeeded that. Did they? They maybe they did the other night. I'm. I've been looking at record, but I've been looking at and thinking about the issue of goal scoring for a while. I've been going through um, hockeyreference.com, hockey-reference.com. Right. And this team is built to not have a true superstar, right? It's it's supposed to be interchangeable cogs. Everybody knows the role. That's why Rod can roll four lines, and those four lines can include Jarvis on the fourth and Martinick on the first. Yeah. And I wonder if I wonder if that needs to change in some way. At some point, do you have to bring in somebody who just puts goals in the net? And I feel like Don is leading that way, which is why he brought in Pacioretty. It's why I think we'll have Pacioretty back next year. But you know, if you look at and, and you know, we're now at a point where the, the Hurricanes have been the Hurricanes longer than the Whalers have been than the Whalers. Okay. Over wow. 50% of the franchise is now Kane's history. Yep. In the top 10 goal scores, any idea who, in, in terms of goals in a season, any idea how many of those people were Hurricanes and not Whalers? Uh, in I the top 10? Yeah. So top 10 goal leaders in a season. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't think any are in the top 10. Now it was a different style of game in the eighties. There were way, way, way more goals. And, you know, there was some really talented goal scorers Mm -hmm. for the whalers, especially early. I'm going to say zero. Almost Eric Stahl in 2006 netted 45 goals. There you go. That's right. So in terms of the Hurricanes franchise, you've never had a 50 goal score, which is not, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, 50 goal scorers are like unicorns. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say that's not terrible, but it, it's Eric Stahl. And I, I think Aho hit that one time. Maybe I think he's probably in the top 20 in points leaders. Any yeah. I, any, I, do you think a hurricane has ever hit a hundred points in this season? Mm. I'll give you a hint. If you score a lot of goals, you probably get a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I may, was it Stahl again? Eric Stahl hit 100 on the nose in 2006. I remember being elated about that because it had never happened, you know, yeah. since they had become the Hurricanes, which was cool. Yeah. I've been going through the numbers and looking at, I mean, my gosh. I mean, and you're right. The 80s, especially early 80s and 90s was a different time, right? It was. But, I mean, you had Kevin Deneen, right? Hit 20 power play goals in the season. Jeez. Rod Brindamore hit 19 <laughs> power play, 19 power play goals. Yeah. In 2006. Eric Stahl hit 19 power play goals in 2006. Jeff O'Neill got 17 power play goals in 2001. And but- the reason, <laughs> the reason I've been looking through these numbers, cause I'm, I'm trying to figure out is, Will a true goal score, is that the answer or does, do we need to do like a full lift, right? Do we just have to get better across the board? I I don't know how you can. I I think you need to bring in somebody who's, I think you need to bring in somebody who can score 40 goals. I mean, 
this team with a Posternock on it. Now, granted, like, like I said, like, like we're talking like the best of the best here. But mm-hmm. th- does anybody, including the, you know, I mean, obviously he wouldn't be on the Bruins this year if he was on the Canes, but y- you would be the Bruins this year. Oh, it, 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 we wouldn't have any of these discussions. So can Max, can Max be that guy? Can Max stay healthy for a whole season and net 40 goals? Because if you can do that, my gosh, it's, you know, it, we're so balanced now that it's good and bad, right? Because yeah. you normally have the superstar. If the superstar guy is not scoring goals, other guys have to fill in. That happens. Yeah. We don't have that one guy to, to turn to other than Ajo, who's to make, you know, to be fair, like, I mean, he can put some goals fair. in there. <laughs> Sorry, it had to but be done. No, absolutely. It. The big problem for the Hurricanes is the – you know, if you think of it like, you know, I don't know, an oil field and you got 20 derricks out there drilling for oil. If one or two of those wells goes dry, it's fine. You got 18 other wells. Yeah. But what happens when 16 of those wells go dry at the same time? Yeah. And the only wells that are going are Aho, you know, Burns and, you know, and Shea. I mean, Shea. <laughs> How dangerous is it that you, you, when you point out, the actual threats when you think of your goal scoring threats that two of them are defenders i i mean honestly it, maybe i'll put this on on twitter if i say who are the canes goal scoring threats give me 3 can anybody give me two forwards right now i i, I we said we know what they can. should we we know there should be yeah but are I mean, there people and people might say natchez but is natchez a goal scoring threat in the last 2 weeks he, he, I've, I've said this over and over again. You cannot carry, I mean, he's fast, he's quick, he can stick handle, but dude, you cannot skate through the entire team on your own. You get, end up giving up the puck at the blue line and then they're going the opposite direction. So dude, please stop that. <laughs> also stop the button hook at the half wall. Okay. Uh, Every single time I have seen him, you and I have seen him where he's had the speed to blow past guys and go for wraparounds. Right. mm -hmm. How about you do that? Because everyone knows you're, you're doing the button hook at the half wall Mm -hmm. to try to find someone and they're, they're focused on it. Use your speed. Yeah. Martine, like use your, use your speed. I like, and you know that's easy for me to say. I'm not the one out there going up against a six foot three skater who's ready to, you know, fill me in on the boards, right? Like I, I it's easy for me to say. It, it's it, very hard to do, you know. But he's got that in him. He can do that. Switch things up and and get her going because Natchez is kind of dis- He's kind of disappeared a little bit. Which, which along with everybody else, right? Along with everyone else. It's I mean, fair. Like it shouldn't be zoning in. Right. On he he got goals him. on March 1st and 2nd. Yeah. And otherwise he had two goals for the rest of the month of March. And he's the guy who's got a score, especially with Festikoff out. Like he's, and, yeah. And how bad is Festikoff being out affecting Natchez? But I agree with you. I said the other night that, you know, I, one of these days when I learn how to play guitar, I'm going to name my band one too many. 
And, <laughs> and it was one of those times that I feel like might, it might have been Nate just going behind the goal, and he passes out to the front to a man who's covered by two defenders. Yeah. I'm like, take the wraparound. You know, yeah. odds, odds are you're probably not going to stuff it in there, but at least then you get a draw in their zone. And we have some of the best face-off guys around. Yes. Versus throwing it out front, the defenseman snags it and just puts it out of the zone. Yep. It's, I would like to see Natchez's confidence feels like it's back in general, right? And it's going to waver some here and there, and especially mm-hmm. now it's going to affect him. I would like to see Natchez become the letter Kenny hockey guys, right? I've said it before. Selfish hockey, you know, you, you kind of mentioned the opposite, you know, the, or the, yeah. you know, what he shouldn't do that a few minutes ago, but maybe that's what he needs to do, you know, end to end, you know, hey, you know, the wingman's the guy's going to be there when he catches up, you know. Yeah. Two and a half, three minute shifts. No problem. Like let's nature's like if you're in, especially if you're skating between guys, just pretend it's Halloween, pretend you're McDavid and shoot the puck. See what happens. Yeah. Don't, well, don't look, pass. just shoot the puck there. And, and look, even, even fishy himself. I've, I've yelled at him through the TV two or three times in the last, well, a few more than two or three times in the last two weeks to shoot because he's in a position to fire the puck and he's, he's looking to dish, right? I don't, I, I, it's hard to explain, but he's right there and he has a great shot. He has a great shot. Uh, so I made an April fool's joke last night, which I don't know if you watched Ted Lasso or not, but I don't know who, who listened to us and watched the show. Ted Lasso is the best show on TV by far. <laughs> and there's an episode, so one of the characters, Ray, since you don't, and for people who don't, one of the characters, his name is Jamie Tart, and he's this phenomenal footballer, right? He he scores goals. He can, you know, he, he's like Natchez, but like if Natchez was a 50-goal scorer. Right. You know, but he's he's like the soccer equivalent. And he, he, you know, he leaves the team for reasons, and I'm not going to go into all of it. He comes back, and they're not winning games and they're tying games. And, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, he's talking to kind of his arch rival. And he's like, you know, wh- like what's wrong with me? Like, you know, tell me what to do to get better. And coach Ted Lasso is the eternal optimist is like, Hey, yeah. You know, Hey, we tell us. And, you know, part of my language, I'm going to, you know, I'll, but Roy's like, you messed him up. And Ted Lasso's like me. He's like, you made him a team player. Like you took his, you know, prima donna, all the things that made him a world class athlete, and you made him a team player. Does that feels like every player on the Canes? Like they they are, isn't it? Like they are everyone. Every single one of them, except for Burns, is a pass first, shoot second guy. Yeah. And one of the things I love most, and I I don't even know if people realize it consciously. One of the things people I think like about Burns is. If the stick is coming to Burns, 50% of the time, he's going to shoot it. Burns yep. don't care. Burns like, I'm, I'm going to put it down and shoot it low and try and get a rebound and maybe somebody else yep. score. And it's like, they don't do that, and we don't get the rebounds. Or we spend 45 seconds of a power play passing around the perimeter looking for the perfect shot. Yeah. And then Saw when they do shoot night. it, right in the crest. Yeah. Right in the cre- I, I, I don't. I mean, sometimes plays develop too quickly. Tips and things, you know, you can't aim so much as you're just trying to get it in an area. Yeah. The shots are just, you and I could make those, some of those, a lot of those saves against the Canes, man, because they're right on body. I mean, they're, yeah. 
and we're big dudes so we cover a lot yeah we're big dudes i mean i'm you know it's like the pictures of vasileski from like you know three years ago when he looked like uh uh violet from uh willy wonka all blown up that's that would definitely be me in a blue jersey there you go i, I don't know i you know brad when we uh like and how many times have we said it over the years in our discussions and so forth and especially when you're talking about the playoffs is that the things that you need is you need special teams, you need your goaltending and secondary scoring. The problem is right now, we don't have any primary scoring. The primary scoring is coming from the back end with the defense. Right. And that is a, I mean, that's a really good problem to have when you've got defenders that are scoring heavy. But where is, where is the primary scoring and it's just it's not there and we're struggling with our like sorry not all special teams penalty kill is still great but number 20 in the league in the power play that's got, just not going to do it got better got up to the the top half of the league you know top 14 top 13 dropped like a and, rock and yeah so are we just old bogeys Meaning the defensemen are scoring. Yeah. If the defensemen can put up three goals a game, does it matter that the forwards aren't scoring? Because we've statistically, when the Canes score three or more goals, they win like 90 something percent of the time. Does it, the, should we care that it's not the forwards? Uh, I, the, the, uh, the reason why I say that we should is because expecting your defenders to score three goals is just does not happen every game that is not a that's not a strategy that you can <laughs> rely on you know what i mean like as good yeah. as our defenders have been they've been putting pucks on the net getting goals it's been great but you can't rely because they have another job to do their other job is to keep the puck out of their net you know what i mean like that's what they have to focus on as well so it's always been offense from your defender has always been a bonus in the league. Right. It's always I'm, been a nice problem to have. I'm trying to think outside the box, right? I'm trying to look at hockey in a new way because it's been so long. Yeah. Maybe maybe we're looking at it wrong, Ray. It's entirely Rod, possible. Rod, Rod Brindamore has never met a, a, a defensive forward he didn't like. No. And why, why would you? Yeah. Right. You know, uh, Kane to the Canes was never going to happen. Uh, thank goodness for a lot of reasons. One of which is he's terrible on defense. Yeah. Awful. Rod Brindamore. Look, look last night. Watch the, watch the film from last night, especially not just the power play, but particularly on the power play. When you have forwards up high mm -hmm. cycling the puck along with a defenseman and you have like ghost to spare right in front of the net. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't give Rod enough credit in that maybe Rod doesn't see that he has um, 12 forwards and six defensemen and two goalies. You know, maybe, maybe Rod has 18 skaters and two goalies. Maybe Rod's playing fantasy hockey. You have 18 <laughs> skaters, you have two goalies. Whoever gets the points, I don't care. I just need you to just get the points. I mean, 
with you know that's an interesting theory when you look at the stats every year the defense is putting up the points like they you know they're making guys who were so so ta yep look phenomenal who are then going and getting overpaid contracts from other teams because we know they're not worth it because they play alongside jacob slavin and did they get points they did get points of course, yeah. But, but did they get points because they're that good or because Rod's system takes advantage of something that the rest of us something are, out. are still being, you know, have we fallen into what, you know, the what I call like the old white guy hockey trap? You know, I've, I've been around forever. I know the game. This is how it's done. Board score, you know, defense can defend. And Rod is like, nope. Forwards score, forwards defend. Defensemen score, defensemen defend. I have yeah, 18 okay. skaters. And the team is built in a lot of ways around that. So I, I, I don't mean, I didn't mean to put you on the spot because it's not you. We no. all are thinking the same thing. The forwards need to score. And I guess I'm starting to, to maybe say, okay, thinking outside the box, what is, what does Rod think? Because we see things in the forwards don't score and we get upset and Rod doesn't seem to care. So as, yeah. as, as far as Rod is concerned, if you're the coach, it, who cares who scores? If 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 Brent Burns is your forty goal scorer as a defenseman, at the end of the year, do you care? No, you know what? Probably not. Probably not. Right. If you're winning, you, you know, right. uh, you don't want an Eric Carlson because <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, I, I would I say do. that you who's know gonna win a who's going who's going to win a Norris Trophy, even though he has he terrible is. defense. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. How crazy is that? I know wow. Eric's probably a big fan of the show. Huge Kaniac, too. Uh, Eric Carlson is <laughs> going to win a Norris, and he is awful at defense. Sorry. No question. Yeah. Look, you, you, I think you, I think you're on to something. I think when, when you look at the recaps and the interviews that he does after the games and stuff, games where you and I will look at it and say, Hey, they played a hell of a game there. Sometimes he comes out and says, "Mm, you know what? There were issues, right? There were just things. Mm -hmm. And then there's times when you and I just want to bury the team. And he's like, you know what? This, I'm not terribly angry with the way they played the game. And it's, and to a man, every time they talk to the players, we played our system. We played our game. And if we play our game, we know we're going to get good results. Right. But it's we not- have to we have to play the game. We have to play the plan. Like we have a plan every game. We got to stay with it. Even when we're struggling, we have to stay with it. It will the the pucks will turn. You know what I mean? Like it'll mm-hmm. turn into our favor. Some of so- it's puck luck and but you make your own luck in those situations. Right? Yeah, you in totally do. I hate I've you, always that's why they play the system that they play is to is to force you into mistakes, giving them, you know, maximum lucky opportunities. It's not really yeah. luck, it's just being I've really al- aggressive. It's I've always hated that puck luck term, but it's it's accurate, isn't it? I've hated the term is. because I always thought, you know, this is not lucky. You it takes skill to do what you need to do. You know what I mean? On every aspect of the game, it's not, it's not by chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've always hated that term, but there you go. You know, you're, you're right about that. Let's take a look at the, let's take a look at the, 
the games ahead this week, you know, Let's before do. we, before we get back, which uh, it's Easter is coming up uh, oh. next, next Sunday. And uh, so we've got one, two, three, four games before we are back on. Of course, tonight, uh, the big one at home, it's the Islanders. Perhaps a look at what our uh, first round opponent will be and bring mm-hmm. um, Sorokin. I mean, what as he goes, so go the Islanders. Um, That's a I thing think, in New York teams. Yeah. Sorokin, Shesterkin. Yeah. You know, the goaltenders a little different. Maybe, a little at least, different. At least those two, the, the two New York teams. Yeah. If, if the goaltender's hot, then they're probably going to win. And if he's yeah. playing off, then they don't have the firepower to overcome it. It's it's going to be tough. I'd like for the team to and it's and the the good news is even though this is a back to back that is you know the Canes coming off of the road trip onto to home and play back to back, and the Islanders who were shut out by Tampa, who's turning it up by the way. I'll just point that out. Tampa T- Tampa is prepping for Toronto. Yeah, they sure are. I don't like so, Tampa, but I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, there. So, so we're going to be squaring off. I like the fact that the team is at home. We're hoping that the Kaniacs and Jerks uh, will raise the roof a little bit and fire them up, especially knowing that this is a likely, a, a very likely opponent in the playoffs so mm-hmm. let's give him a little taste of what it's going to be like to come to the pnc and and real quick good news i i forgot uh, i'll have to dig it up on twitter uh the islanders got into rdu 15 minutes after the canes did last night so both teams got in wicked late like wow o'clock. somebody Crazy. had the flight trackers up and the two teams got into raleigh basically the same time so you know did they teams... chuck knuckles in the in the airport <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how. So, hold on. In the eighties and the seventies, that might have happened. Might have happened. But, <laughs> yeah. but this is not. Uh, these are not the. Uh, you know, these are not the grim, grim reaper years. These are not the uh, Rob Roy years. These are not the the, the uh, slap shot years. The all Samuelson years. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, on Tuesday, the Canes are at home again against Ottawa. Ottawa is still believing that they have a chance to get into the uh, to the wild card spot and they are going to be fired up. They played a they played a very strong game against uh, the Leafs last night. They lost. They were uh, they were blanked as well, but it was not for a lack of effort. Mm -hmm. They really I mean, they bring it every every night. And uh, so that's. You know, while this is a a should win situation, it's going to be tough. Thursday, I'd like to per- see the, just real quick. I'd like to see the Senators make it, but I don't think they have enough, and they have to play the Canes twice. Yeah, and so I hope that's four points that they lose. So, I, unfortunately, I'd like to pull for you, Sens, but I can't. I, I would prefer to see you guys in over the Penguins, but I, I we need those points. And how about? How about the Predators and another goaltender, Saros, who has confounded the Canes on many occasions in the past? He's solid. We've beaten uh-huh. him, but he's 
top notch and the predators are fighting for their life too. So it's not, there's no opportunity for the hurricanes. We, we talked about whether they thought we thought they could coast into the, to the playoffs and rest their guys. They can't because not only do they need the points, but their opponents are desperate for points mm-hmm. and fighting for their lives. That's going to be another, uh, the, the predators, the fact that they seem to be sellers at the trade deadline have awakened and there's something, there's something there. They're, they have a good chance to get in three points out with a game in hand. Like they're, they're right in the mix. They, they, yeah. they make a push followed by Saturday. And uh, that's when we hit the road, a very early game. Uh, they've got uh, no games at all on Friday. Are uh, they a good Friday? Um, not a single contest uh, to be had. And it's the Buffalo Sabres. A team that I mean also has a shot. They're like I said earlier, they're they're falling out, but they have two games in hand and they're four points behind Florida for number two. So they have we, I did, mean, we we thought that it was a softer schedule, but when you look at it, mm-hmm. it it's it may be soft for the Canes, but based on the opponents and what they are fighting for, you're gonna get their best. You're going to get their best. Yeah. Now we can, I was just going to say, we were, uh, I was just going to say, sorry, uh, Buffalo, you, all you want is for them to have, uh, Jekyll show up instead of Hyde because, or maybe it's the opposite. I don't know. Like, uh, like Hyde's a monster that you don't want any part of. And that's the team that is able to easily put seven, in the twine for them and then jekyll more soft is the same team that would give up seven easy and easy like when they've been blown out they have looked terrible terrible so we'll hope for jekyll on saturday it's the good i mean the good news for the canes is you have eight games in april and you could go eight and zero. These yep. are all beatable teams. These are all bottom half teams. Some they of are. Them are, are some of the. And the other thing is, other than New York, every other team we play is on the outside of trying to get in. Mm-hmm. So we have six games against non-playoff teams, even though they're they're fighting. If you if you can take care of New York, and then play Ottawa. If you can take care of Ottawa, you've decreased their chance of getting in, which means by maybe by the tenth, they don't have anything to play for. Yeah. Nashville, that's just going to be a tough one. I think Nashville is going to be, you know, that's going to be a, a dogfight. Yeah, no Buffalo question. has, I think it's Detroit and Florida between now and our game with them, which are two games that they can win. If they win both of those games, they are absolutely in the mix for that wild card too. You know? <laughs> which, which part of me kind of wants them to get it because I would much rather see a Boston Buffalo matchup, which I think would actually be a lot of fun to watch entertaining versus Boston Pittsburgh, which I think will just be a shellacking and way too much black and gold. Oh, so if you can get through that week, the last three games, Ottawa, Detroit, Florida, we should know by then if those teams have something to play for or not. Right. Yep. So that last week still might be a little softer, might be a little easier, but 
you know, you got to get the wins. I mean, you're, you're, you one have point up, to. you're one point up on New Jersey. I think you still got the game in hand. Yes, we do. So you got to make that count, right? You you want to get into the first round playing one of those two wildcard teams. That's that's the most important thing. Who you yep. meet, how you get there is not nearly as important. So it would feel, uh, I, I got to say, excuse me, um, not getting the Metro division would be alarming based on how well we played. You know what I mean? Season long, we've been playing at a great level. Like you said, with the numbers earlier, we're a 700 clip and to not get it would it, the top spot in the Metro would be a little on the demoralizing side. You would think because you know, how you play so well without the benefit and result of taking on, you know, taking on a, a, a lesser than team. And that sounds disrespectful, and, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it is right. The wild card <laughs> teams are in because they play just good enough to sneak in, you know, everyone else there. is. Yeah. And, and we have been there. We have been there. Everybody's been there. So it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to these next four games. It's going to be exciting. Um, we'll be able to, we'll be able to record Easter Sunday. Yeah. You're uh, down with that. I am fully agnostic. The only gods I am 100% exist are hockey gods. Cause I've just seen too many weird things happen on the ice. Uh, Everything else I think is uh, there's something going on, but. Yeah, I, I'm. We're not an Easter. Yeah, and and as so, an atheist, it's not an issue for me for either. That, so for folks that are though, Happy Easter. Um, yeah, indeed. Listen to us on Easter. I, I think that's no problem. Or you can listen to us after Easter because we're a family friendly podcast. We are absolutely. So we've covered a lot. Uh, I do have one question for you. Oh, uh, fire away! Looking at the league, San Jose <laughs> looks like they might be the front runners for the Bedard sweepstakes. Man, you, they stink. Do you care? where bedard goes and some people seem really into it and i i just saw him was like you know as long as he doesn't come to the metro i don't care because the metro is too good if he goes anywhere out west i'm extremely excited i could care less which actual team gets him but i didn't i just just wondered if you had any thoughts you know uh i would i mean a lot of thought was toward like where people want to see him in anaheim because they're already uh, figuring in the Bedard Zegras combination. That'd be fun to watch. That would be uh, insanely fun to watch. Um, I like. I I would love to see him in the West, uh, just because right now the Eastern Conference is just overloaded with talent. Right now in the West, when you look at it. I mean, there's some great players there, and this is going to sound besmirching, but really, it's it's McDavid, it's Drysidel in the West, Robertson out of Dallas, that who I think is just Dallas, Colorado, and and, and Colorado, of course, right? The talent they've got all the yeah. talent, but so to even it out, like look at Colorado and Nathan McKinnon, right? Like, uh, uh how do you say he is that? Mika. Oh, Mika Rotnin. Rotnin. Thank you. 
I mean, it might be. And then Landeskog and all of these just, they're so, Colorado is so talented. It'd be nice to see a guy like Bedard in the West to test them out a little bit more. You know what I mean? And to see that sort of talent out there is, is always nice. And, and the West, just for people keeping score, only two teams in the West have guaranteed their playoff spots, Vegas and Edmonton. Nobody in the Central has, has, is guaranteed a playoff spot yet. Isn't that phenomenal? It's, it, it, this is a, what the, I, I think everyone was looks for every season is to see the rush to the fire, like the rush to the playoffs mm-hmm. and how exciting it can be. You don't want it to be like, like I'll, I'll just throw in for, for baseball where there are really only six, seven teams in all of the league that you expect will be in the playoffs mm-hmm. after a long season. And then you can very easily discard so many teams and stuff like that, just because they're just not going to make it. Right. Whereas in the West, there are a lot of teams that have an opportunity to get in and can, and they'll be fighting. It's a dog fight to the finish. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like that. I like that about hockey. Um, yeah. They, I, I'd like to see him in the West. I mean, as much as it'd be great to see that type of generational talent in Bedard in the Eastern Conference, because you summarily get more opportunities to see him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and watch him play, uh, he's better off in the West. Yeah, that's why we have TV. That's why I have ESPN Plus. I can watch him play. Yeah, anytime. You know, for all the grief, I kind of give uh, McDavid as well. He's fun to watch. Oh my but gosh. When his contract is up, please stay in the West. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't who's see how to step up. I, I don't see how Edmonton lets him go. I think I think if they have to ship out dry saddle to, to keep McDavid, they will. Yeah. Which, wouldn't that be interesting? Because I I mean at least dry saddle seems like a decent enough guy most of the time. Although, you know, I don't know. McDavid had some uh some some thoughts about Pride Night that I thought were pretty good as I think that was yeah. So, true enough but um it's anyway, wow that's that's neither here nor there for the moment it's wow <laughs> i you know what i haven't i i've been like i knew bedard was a, it you know what i'm just glad the hurricanes aren't this is sounds terrible i'm very glad the hurricanes are not in the mix for the lottery same i i don't i do not want a team like that it's you know you can be a Pittsburgh right you can draft a Crosby, and then have phenomenal success, built upon the back of really a couple of guys. I mean, really, not, I mean they had Flurry and, and Malkin and Crosby. It's yeah, crazy. you know they they built a team around him, but you know I, I mean we had nine playoff you know drought years, and we were bad, but we weren't so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's almost worse. It is. You know, I, I would. I would rather not be in that position at all. But you know, if we're going to miss the playoff two, three years in a row, I, I would rather just see him bad. And not that anybody's intentionally tanking, but we're seeing the bottom teams are still being scrappy, and they're you know. Oh yeah. Wins. Chicago was up on New Jersey last night. I thought they might do us a solid, and then they didn't. 
and then they cratered but it three yeah i mean you you know that's kind of what i expected them to do too um i would be remiss i I know we're running late and we got to go um the chicago wolves um just took it to the ice hogs last night uh sorry courtney uh, oh wow! I guess the show is a big Ice Hawks fan. I think she's a season ticket holder. Um, yeah, three zero shutout for Kochetkov last night. Wolves, after all is said and done, could make the playoffs. It's still really? slim. It's still slim, right? Like they're 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 in that you know they're they're two spots out of wild card two kind of a deal, right? They're. I think it's oh. five teams from their division make it, and they're in sixth. And they're down a few points to the Ice Hogs. But if they can take the rest of their games against the Ice Hogs and finish strong, they're, uh, Rockford's not playing well. There is a slim chance that <laughs> the Wolves go back to the playoffs this year a- after having spent most of the season thinking they were probably out. And I can't help but think the guys like, you know, uh, Max Lejoie, Yoder Kachetkov, Suzuki coming back. Yeah. Jamison Rees, you know, Kane's prospects have a, a lot to do with that. So congrats to the Wolves. We'll be pulling for you. Would love to see you make the playoffs because once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. Yep. That team had a lot of turnover, but there's still some leadership on the team like Max and, and Kachetkov. They know what it's going to take to win a Calder. So. Yeah, you may not be understanding what Piotr is telling you when he's trying to fire you up, but you know the passion will be in it, and he'll be firing that team up however he says it. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> but, um, wow, another uh, another time to uh, – another Storm Cellar podcast episode complete. Yeah. Although think- not – in entirely over 100 now i feel kind of bad because i i i don't label them in order i do it by season right we i think we've done 100 episodes now this is great now i really don't know and i should probably know that i mean you know even if it's even if it's not it's just every time we get a chance to sit down break down the team break down hockey have some fun learn more about all of the great caniacs and jerks that we have I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's terrific. Anytime we can have that, let's have more of it. I certainly want to not. I want to have more uh, Kaniacs joining us so we can all talk about the playoffs and the playoff success, as opposed to the other end of that, which is, you know, the garbage bag. <laughs> I mean, this all grew bag. out of COVID, right? This all grew out of. You know, I mean, you and I were going to games in person anyway. Because yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. But this all grew out of COVID and and, and being in the house and, and wanting something to do and to feel connected to the fan base and the team and to get back into it. It it certainly has revitalized my, you know, my passion for the team and and for the sport. Uh, Absolutely it expanded it too. Right now we're we we're supposed to go to uh, Worcester Railers game next week. Uh, the PHF, you know, nice. Started watching more of that. I'll definitely be watching more of that uh, next year. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't look forward to our first year when we're doing this and they're not playing well, or they're not going to make that. I I hope that's a long way away, a long way away, but we've been so fortunate that we, you know, we kind of started things at the right time and just kind of got lucky with that. And thanks to everybody who listens in. I mean, 
we're approaching 6,000 unique listens on the podcast, dude. That's, that's fantastic. That's a, that's a huge number. It's, it's amazing to me how many people have tuned in and given us a chance and then a repeat. I mean, we have, you know, we have, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred folks on Spotify who, you know, have us, you know, that are subscribed locked that's, in. That's nuts to me. That's absolutely nuts that we appreciate everybody uh, who, who listens to us ramble on, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what we don't uh, so. do though? One thing that I've noticed and in, in, in the style that we've had is we don't do a lot of uh, self-promotion where you can find us, all the rest of, we don't do a lot of that within the program. So why don't we try that this time? Uh, Brad, we can, yeah, we, we can do that. Sure. Where can where Brad? Where can people uh, find our writings, our casts? You, if they want to follow you on social media, sure. Uh, Late so, all. So the easiest way to get a hold of us generally is going to be on Twitter at Stormseller ninety seven. If you go to Twitter, you can click on our bio, and in our bio is uh, our link tree, which is a. Uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. So if you put in L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stormseller97, there's links to our Twitter accounts, uh, Facebook accounts, uh, our direct link on Apple Podcasts, our direct link on Spotify, the blog, the uh, our Zazzle store that has Stormseller t-shirts if you want a t-shirt or a hat. Um, but that's, and that's the easiest way to find us. You can also email us at Stormseller97 at gmail.com. That will go to me. You can message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash stormseller97. Any of those ways will get a hold of us. Uh, if you have questions for the show, if you want to, you know, have come on and you want to be a guest, like let us know. If, yeah, if, we're happy to have you in. Yeah. If you listen to us on sp- whatever app, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it happens to be, uh, we'd love if you give us five stars, write a review. Um, it certainly helps other people find us. Uh, sometimes I post when we get funny, uh, I subscribe to a digest for podcast. It tells us where we rank in terms of podcasts and I get funny ones. Like we're the, you know, we're the number seven hockey podcast in Northern Ireland. And I just think they're funny. So I, if I find a funny one or something, I, I put it out there. Uh, we do pretty well in Finland, uh, which I yeah. think is kind of a hockey crazy country. So it's really cool that we're getting folks like that. Uh, That's we have great. somebody who listens to us from um, the United Arab Emirates who has said, you know, at some point he's, he's going to come on the show. We got to work the timing out. We have listeners in New Zealand and Australia, which is cool. Um, That's awesome. It's just, it's fun. And, and, you know, going into the off season, we have a few ideas. We're certainly going to want to talk to more Kaniacs going forward. Yeah. Uh, the whale tail has not been forgotten, just delayed. Uh, so that will still be coming out at some point, which will be a lot of fun. That's going to end up being an off season project. It's just uh, too ambitious uh, for, for work and life and school and hockey yeah. and all the other things that are going on. Lots um, to juggle. Yeah. Lots to juggle. So, but everybody who listens, we think is awesome. Uh, and then in terms of self-promotion, you know what we still don't do, Ray? What's we that? don't do advertisements and no other, other podcasts too. more power to them. Uh, you're not ever going to be listening to us and get interrupted by commercial. So yep. I'm really happy that fact. We you know we don't do this for money. Uh, I've often said, you know, we're we're probably fifty bucks in the hole on the podcast. That's not going to change anytime soon. Up yeah, now, which is good. And, you know, uh, yeah, you know, every, everything's paid for unless you know I need a new shirt, and then you know I'll be you know twenty bucks in the hole. So, <laughs> so we just do it, you know, for the fun. We know I'm. I think it's too late for a career change for me, unless uh, unless you know if Mike Salarte, if you're listening and you need. 
uh, a well-paid intern maybe, or you need a hockey guy, you know, I, I'm just saying like, I, you know, I could He's be right talked there. into, into, into making a career change at this stage in my life. Uh, and you know, and I you know, like Mike, I do a good job. <laughs> and, 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 and Mike, you know, you could come to me too, because uh, the multiple different aspects that I have to, I like it. I, it's not just hockey, it's college basketball too, which by the way, Woohoo! I won it. Did you? I got it all. Well, that, yeah. Did you? Did you win Mike's pool? Because we were both in that, and I saw I, you were I, number one. I won. I've won Mike's pool. There's no way that I can uh, I can lose it. So I won that one. I'm feeling great. Uh, thank you, thank you, UConn. <laughs> thank you, UConn. You're the you're the reason that I'm I'm through. So uh, I worked out well. Fun fact: I, I won my office pool at work. Oh, yeah, nice. Even though in my office pool work, I always pick NC State to go to the championship and win. And you still and, won it. And, and as we all know, NC State did not do well. No. I, I still won it by eight points. <laughs> wow, good for you. See, so Mike, you know, give us give us a ring. Yeah, if, if, you, if you need talent, man, you know. We're here. <laughs> we're, we're here, I'm just saying. We're, you, the... you know, if any of the Canes folks, you know, Mike Foreman, if you're listening, that's right. You know, Mike Maniscalco trip. You know, if you need gopher, hey, as long as as long as I can afford to, to get a place in North Carolina again, I'm I'm in. And I, I don't understand. Mind. I don't know if I if I'd be able to move anytime soon, but when you guys swing through Calgary, look me up. I'll take care of things for you. There you to go. be to be sure. Um I'm gonna yeah. make that trip one day. I'm coming up to see you one day. Uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You'll love it. You'll uh, you'll absolutely love it. I mean, we'll we'll have a we'll have a good time. What you need to do is come up for a game. Oh, that, oh, hun. like oh, that would be. Up, it's going to I be mean, and, and that would be uh, that would be outstanding. Maybe you, Carolina you, will play Edmonton in the finals this year. <sighs> not that, that I have, be... not that I have tickets, but I I could I could be in the city. I could you know the Edmonton fans did such a great job coming down in 06. I could, I could no question, no question. There'll, there'll, there'll be a sports bar up there. I'm sure that might have the game on, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, it might. Yeah, you could probably fall into one. There's so many of them. I don't like. I don't know enough about Edmonton and Calgary in terms of the fans. I, I assume I could wear hurricane stuff there and I'd get some ribbon like I would expect anywhere, but it wouldn't be a big deal. But then like I look at like Vancouver, who like ESPN's 30 for 30 is doing a thing on like the Vancouver riots when they, you know, yes. Like that worries me a little bit. I'm like, man, that's Vancouver fans. Like I assume Edmonton fans are not the ones yeah. that we met were so nice. I can't imagine that. But like if I come up there, I'm definitely bringing nothing but Canes gear to wear. Yeah, it's uh, there's uh, the riots and stuff like that. Uh, difficult, right? Like it just if I couldn't believe the Vancouver one. Fast, it, I mean, if, for such a polite society in general, it's fascinating. Like, uh, like uh, how did that? Yeah, hockey's happen? a different animal up here. Hockey's yeah, yeah. yeah hockey is just a different uh, is a different creature altogether. But um, but yeah, no, that would that would be outstanding. We'll have to make that happen um that's gonna do it we've done everything i guess there is just one thing left we need to do though go canes go canes
Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey related. You can reach us via email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.